Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. For those seasoned listeners, welcome back. With me today is a very special guest by the name of Candy Messer. And here's a little bit more about Candy. You're definitely going to be in for a treat. Candy Messer is a profitability advisor working with entrepreneurs to help them have successful businesses. Experience in bookkeeping since 1998, Candy understands the stresses behind the stresses behind business owners' faces and offers customized services to meet their varying needs. Her company energizes entrepreneurs by removing the burden of compliance tasks as well as identifying issues preventing higher profitability. As a result of using her services, clients have a peace of mind and the freedom to do what they love. Candy is co-author of Business Success with Ease and Navigating Entrepreneurship and is the host of the Biz Help for You podcast, which can be found on YouTube as well as multiple podcast channels. Candy has been married since 1992 to her husband, Garth, and they have a son, daughter, and son-in-law, and two grandsons. When not running her company, Candy enjoys reading, crocheting, logic puzzles, and spending time with friends and family. So without further ado, please welcome the woman behind it all, Candy Messer. Thank you, Genesis, for inviting me to be here today. My pleasure, Candy. And here on my show, I like to always start with either an icebreaker or rapid fire 10 question game. Emphasis on rapid, what would you like to choose? Let's do the rapid fire. Okie dokie. We're playing rapid fire with Genesis and Candy. Do, 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 do. Question numero uno, favorite color? Lavender. Question two, would you rather a dream car, dream home, or who says you can't have it all? Let's have both. Uh, dream home. Question three, if you could trade places with anyone, who would it be and why? Oh, goodness. That's a tough one because there are some amazing people here. Um, I I really like who I am, though, so I don't know if I would want to trade. Question four. What's one piece of advice you would give to your younger self if you could go back in time? Oh, goodness. I would say that you can actually work from home. And I had a home office later than I would have liked to have looking back now. Question five. Since you've been married since 1992, what's one piece of advice you would give for a long-lasting marriage? Communication. (laughs) Question six. For any parents out there who are just starting and embarking on their journey, we all know that parenthood is a journey in itself. What's one piece of advice that you would give to a new parent? Uh, have compassion on yourself too, because you're going to think that you're not able to do everything correctly and it's okay. Your child will survive if you make a mistake. Question seven, what made you get involved in the industry you're in now? Oh, someone who knew what I did as a full charge bookkeeper asked me for help because her husband had a business that she had to help with and she didn't like it. And so she pestered me until I said yes. Question eight, what's one piece of advice you would give to a new author? 
it's a scary thing to get out there, um, but be willing to take that chance and know that you have expertise to share. Question nine. What's your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Something else. What's that something else? Uh, If it's just a regular beverage, water. If it's a hot beverage, hot cocoa. And question 10. It's our pass or play question, and here are the rules. If you pass, you throw it back to me, and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question. So do you want to pass or play? I'll pass. Okie dokie. What is your question? I would love to know how motherhood has impacted your life. So motherhood, oh my gosh. So I had my baby three weeks early. So right before my 31st birthday, and it has definitely been a whirlwind, but it has been a joy spending time with my daughter because we're learning about each other on a daily basis, especially adapting with my husband as well, because we're both first time parents and Mm -hmm. there's no handbook for parenthood. It's like you're rolling with the punches. And at first I was like, oh yes, I'm going to make my daughter work on this schedule. And I was like, newsflash, you work on your (laughs) baby schedule whenever you have a newborn. You can't Mm -hmm. predict when they want to eat, when they want to sleep or anything like that. So it's very new because I'm very structured, but hey, I love the roller coaster ride and I wouldn't change it for anything. Mm -hmm. And congratulations on that. Thank you so much. So now y'all that concludes our rapid fire 10 question segment. So thank you for playing candy and audience. I hope you've learned a little bit more about candy outside of what we're going to dive in today. So candy, you and I are going to spend some time talking about bookkeeping and how we're going to help those business owners out there, especially with what the world calls the great resignation. Right now we see Mm -hmm. inflation spikes And we also see so many things going on and businesses have opened up during the pandemic and businesses have closed down during the pandemic. So let's take a backseat into your career field. So tell me, how has bookkeeping been for you and your clients during this whole whirlwind and transition, but transformative time? Mm -hmm. So obviously it was a big impact when the pandemic hit. A lot of people were panicking, actually afraid they weren't going to have funds, you know, to be able to do their bookkeeping, but the taxes still have to be filed. The bookkeeping has to be done to be able to get that information to the CPA. So they still had to be able to do their work. Um, One of the things that we began helping with, though, is the employee retention tax credits, which and the the PPP, the filings and the forgiveness. But really what I wanted to make sure people were aware of, of the employee retention tax credits, those are available if they have specific um, if they meet specific guidelines. And a lot of people still don't know that they could qualify. So, you know, if we have the chance to talk about that a little bit more today, I would love to, you know, go into that a little bit deeper. But to do the bookkeeping, we obviously need to have information from our client and with them trying to keep everything, you know, running, they don't have time to necessarily gather all the documentation. So the way that we work with our clients is to be able to have access to the data. We log into the banks with read-only access, get everything that we need. We're also a payroll company in-house. So clients use us for bookkeeping and payroll. So we have a lot of the information already Um, that we need. And then we can do it on a monthly basis. If we have someone who also needs bill pays, we do help with on a few 
case basis, um, receiving the client payment even, but we also help with bill payments for some of our clients as well. So depending on their situation, we can cater the services to their needs. Oh, nice. So it's kind of like a la carte services where you kind of do a little bit of everything based on your client's need. Exactly. So if someone only wants payroll assistance, we can do that. If they want bookkeeping and sales tax preparation, we could do that. We can bundle it all together. It really just depends. So we have a conversation with them to really identify what are their needs, where are their challenges, and how can we come alongside them and help them. Mm, thank you for sharing that. And I want to dive deeper into the topic that you hit on briefly as you were explaining, which was the employee retention tax credits along with um, PPP. So those are the PPP loans and some people have abused them and some people have actually used it to their benefit and actually helped their business flourish. But I didn't know that there was an employee retention tax credit. And I think that's a good point to dive into because so many employees have chosen to walk away from their companies because they feel like they're undervalued, they're underrepresented, whether they're looking at the whole scope of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, or they feel like, oh, well, I've already worked from home for so long. Why do I need to go back to a brick and mortar business when I could have a trade-off and spend more time with my family, but also balance between working? So can you talk about the employee um, tax retention credits and how can we ensure that employees are winning, but also corporations are winning and we see synergies mm -hmm. there. Right. Well, like you touched on, there is this resignation. A lot of people are looking for other opportunities, whether it's, you know, more income or greater flexibility. Uh, a lot of them that do require them to be on site and you can't not be on site, for instance, a restaurant or things like that. They're having significant issues because they can't keep people coming to work. And so we as consumers are seeing that too by longer waits or, you know, shorter hours. So I think we have to understand on the employee side, you know, there are things that employees need and want. And as much as we can meet those needs and still operate effectively, uh, let's try to do that. Um, on the employee side, though, understanding too that businesses are struggling, uh, prices are increasing, we're as businesses not really raising rates in most cases to keep up with that. And so we're becoming less profitable over time because of, you know, inflation, you know, whether it's delivery trucks that have higher gas prices or everything is going up, rent, insurance, everything. So it's not necessarily that your employer doesn't value you. It may be that they just don't have everything that they can offer to you that you want, right? So hopefully we could come up with a compromise where you have the flexibility, you do have compensation that's reasonable, um, but it's difficult for small businesses to compete with the large companies, you know, and being able to offer that same compensation and benefit package is difficult. But if we can offer flexible schedules or, you know, paid time off or, you know, something that also works uh, to give you what you need, hopefully that's where we could come up with that. So that's where um, I think it would be great to partner up um, and figure out what those solutions are. Um, in terms of the employee retention tax credit, what that is, is it's giving businesses cash for having maintained their staff, even when they had to cease operations or maybe shut down a portion of their business. Um, and there's different ways that businesses can qualify. And I think one reason why people don't know that they still can claim this is originally, if you had the Paycheck Protection Plan loan um, or grant, because most people got it forgiven, um, 
then you couldn't apply for the employee retention tax credit, but that all changed. And now you can, you just can't use the same wages for forgiveness that you can use to claim this credit. Um, but the first way that you could claim it is if you had to cease operations or shut down a portion of your business, that's more than just a nominal part of your business, but yes. So I have a quick question there. So if they sure. had to cease operations or shut, shut down their business, whenever things were picking back up, then were they liable to hire those employees back since they did take that tax credit or how does that work? So for the employee retention tax credit, it's based on the wages that you had during the period you're claiming. So if you and had let someone go for say, like now the PPP, the forgiveness, you were hopefully bringing those people back as well. Um, so that's where some of the little confusion is too. But basically this credit is for keeping people on payroll. So if you had, again, a partial shutdown or a full suspension, uh, for instance, let's say a dentist office that had to shut down for eight weeks, and then they weren't able to see as many patients, um, then they could claim that they had to cease their production of, you know, being able to see the, the clients that they had. Um, so if you had a partial or full shutdown, you can claim for that period that you were impacted. You could also claim if you were uh, seeing a reduction of your income. So for 2020, it had to be at least 50% reduced compared to the same quarter in 2019. And that began with the second quarter of the year. So you could claim second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, whichever quarters applied with that 50% or greater reduction. In 2021, it reduced. So you only needed a 20% reduction. And the credits... In 2020, it was a 10,000 max wage for your employee overall, where now in 2021, it's 10,000 per quarter. So where you could have only had a 5,000 total credit in 2020, you could potentially have $7,000 per employee per quarter if they hit that 10,000 max. Now, a lot of people don't hit 10,000 max in a quarter, um, but that's where we work with people to figure out what are your qualified wages how much of this credit can you claim? We look at if they had PPP to make sure they're not double dipping. You know, there's a lot that goes into it and it can be very confusing. Uh, but that's why I think it's important to talk about and really explain how you qualify and then what you do to claim it. And thank you for explaining the differences here because I had no idea. And I'm just going to be transparent here with you audience as well as Candy is during the pandemic, um, my profession was oil and gas. So I was in the industry for 12 years and I got laid off and my background supply chain and logistics. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense because we see the supply chain and logistics crisis. But there was mm -hmm. a difference between being laid off and being furloughed because furlough is actually what secured your job and you return back to that employer. Being laid off meant you could either get a severance package, depending if you were working with a company that offered a pension, you could get your severance package plus your pension. However, there was a loophole since I'm so young, you can't touch that pension until you're 59 and a half. But if you mm -hmm. do touch it, you will have to pay some tax up front. And then the other thing to be mindful of with the oil and gas industry is it's a very sickle cycle. So a lot of people were out of a 
out of a job because we all know what happened with the oil and gas industry. And then with my mm -hmm. husband's industry, he was an executive chef. So both industries tanked around the same time. So some of those employees then saturated the job market. And now when things mm -hmm. turned around and picked back up, you can't find qualified candidates because a lot of those candidates have moved on to either entrepreneurship, different industries, or et cetera. So now these um, corporations are hurting for people and there's a big uh, gap there. So how can mm -hmm. we as individuals who's coming together in this conversation, but also business owners, entrepreneurs and stuff, close some of those gaps? And let me know if this um, commentary was substantial for the point that you just referred. Mm -hmm. Well, in terms of finding those qualified candidates, what's worked for me recently as well is putting the word out to people that I know. And then if they happen to hear somebody is looking for something, you know, they can put candidates in touch with me. And that has worked really well um, because again, I can't necessarily compete with the big corporations too, who have, you know, a hundred thousand dollar wages and all of these great benefits, but I have where my staff can work remotely. I can offer a flexible schedule. I have frequently where, you know, someone will say, oh, this came up and I need to do this. Can I just change my hours and, and work, you know, this time instead of that time? And as long as we can meet the deadlines, right? The answer is yes, right? So my employees love the fact that I can give the flexibility where some businesses maybe can't give you that flexibility as much because the type of industry it is, or like you said, if it's service-based where someone has to come to a physical location, you need to have someone there during a certain time. Um, but I would just say, again, reaching out to resources. Um, there are a lot of, uh, they're called like one-stop or um, workforce like agencies per se that also work with the states to help employees find positions and employers can actually post jobs for free. So if you're the employer, send, you know, the job posting to these agencies. If you are the employee, you can post a resume and then they can kind of marry the two together as well. So find all the resources that you can that are at your disposal to help you find the job you're looking for or to help find the candidate that you're looking for. Thank you for sharing that. So I hope that definitely helps you out there, audience. And now we're going to switch gears a little bit because we talked about the employee retention tax credit. We talked about the difference between PPP loans and which there were loans and grants and some of those were forgiven. Now let's dive into what sets your business apart amongst your competitors, because we know there are other businesses out there doing the same exact thing, but in the bio, you mentioned compliance. You also talked about, you do have access to certain certain clients' bank information, but it's read-only access. So let's really um, spend time about compliance because now we're in a society where there's so many phishing attempts, there's cybersecurity, mm -hmm. there's fraudulent things going on from robocalls to these spam text messages and all of that stuff. So let's talk about diversification, but let's also talk about competitive advantage with what sets your business apart in comparison to other businesses that are within the same scope. Sure. I think as I briefly touched on earlier, we're not just a bookkeeping company. We're also a payroll company and we don't actually pretend to be the payroll company, but we outsource really to a big payroll company. We are the payroll company um, and we offer 
basically fixed pricing for what we do. So we look at the whole scope, you know exactly what you're going to pay every month and you're not going to have all these extra little charges like hiring a new employee. It doesn't cost you like the filing that we have to do with the state. We don't charge for that. Um, we also don't immediately pull funds from bank accounts to cover taxes and put it in our bank account. Um, we don't actually touch money from our clients and put it in our account and then pay it later. Most payroll companies, that's how they operate. That's how they make most of their money is actually pulling from you, investing it, making money off of you, and then paying it on a due date. So we schedule it based on our client's due date. Most clients would be monthly tax depositors, which means if they're running payroll in September, their tax isn't due till October. If they run it in October, it's not due till November. So it's scheduled just a couple of days before the due date instead of it coming out every time they run payroll, which means they have their cash for longer, which is a benefit for them as well. And we also keep our clients up to date. I do video recordings. I post video blogs. I have written blogs. I have a YouTube channel. I have my podcast, right? I want to be able to share expertise from others with my clients and listeners as well so that they can take everything that they need for their business to be successful. And I do like the transparency that you're giving all the information up front. There's no hidden fees. You're also sharing customer testimonials. So they're from actual people that work with you and you're not paying for reviews. You're not paying for testimonials because a lot of companies do do that. And it's, I'm not knocking those companies, whatever works for your business, but in the end, word of mouth and how you treat your clients, how your clients benefit from you is going to go a lot further than you doing something that's shady, which is going to come out later on in the end mm-hmm. and another yes. thing that I think is so um, beneficial is whenever companies are keeping everything in-house because the minute that you begin to outsource something which it's no knock against those who outsource things because as business grow you're not going, going to be able to do everything but know whenever it's time to outsource and know when it's time to keep things in-house because sometimes when you begin to outsource maybe communication links are broken and that company does something other than what your core values are. And then people will start to say, wait, whenever I first joined this company and did this partnership, things were different. Now I see a change. And then that client no longer feels secure in the business as itself. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that sentiment, Candy? Right. I agree. I think obviously things change. Sometimes like employees are going to turn over, whether they move away or, you know, they have a baby and they decide to stay home or, you know, whatever that situation is. So it's not always going to stay the same, but what I also try to do is have where my clients are introduced to their new staff person too. And so they feel that it's, you know, an easy transition. I all also want to have someone answering the phone. So I have a real person who answers the phone. It doesn't go to voicemail and then push one, two, three. Now, if it goes to voicemail, um, it's because they're on the phone already. Right. And then the backup person's also on the phone, but uh, ideally a live person is answering and is able to give the information or send an email with additional resources. Right. That's my ideal is really to have that interpersonal relationship rather than a voice, you know, robo, (laughs) you know, voicemail, push the button, you know, and, you know, leave your message type thing. Uh, Nice. And that I'm 
all for that candy because I hate press one if you would like to be connected press two mm -hmm. if you would like to leave a message press three if you would like to speak to the operator because mm -hmm. you want that human connection and interaction you don't want to talk necessarily to a teleprompter or a automated voice even though you know innovation and AI is great sometimes AI mm -hmm. does have kinks and that will turn you off well at least in my right. opinion so thank you mm -hmm. for <laughs> having that customer interaction. <laughs> now I want to throw the ball in your court, Candy, here and ask you, is there anything that we didn't bring up in this topic that you feel will be relevant for the audience today based on the work that you're doing from bookkeeping to payroll to dot, dot, dot? Sure. I would love to say if you are doing your own bookkeeping and you're using, let's say QuickBooks Online, for example, and it imports the transactions and you, know, you just say, okay, here's the expenses and you post them. That is not reconciling. Reconciling is actually taking your statement, looking at your accounting file and actually marking everything is cleared and making sure your discrepancy is zero. So many times I talk to potential clients who, when I ask what's the last time it's been reconciled, they'll say, oh yeah, I just reconciled it. Um, and then we take over the bookkeeping and it's never been reconciled. So there's a difference between importing and reconciling your account. So be sure to actually reconcile because sometimes those imports don't bring everything in. Sometimes they bring in duplicates. And so for you to know that your books are accurate, you really need to reconcile. So question there regarding the reconciliation process with imports. Do you have a internal audit that you could send over to these to these clients before they, you know, get all the way down the road and realize that they did not reconcile. They only imported the data just so they mm -hmm. could get a little bit, no, just so they could get a little groundwork covered. So it's not a mess whenever it comes over to you and they're not like oh, a deer in headlights. <laughs> right. So depending on what software they're using. So if someone is still using like QuickBooks desktop, if you look at your register, it will have a check mark next to it in the register showing it's been reconciled. If there's no check mark, it actually hasn't been reconciled. You could also look at when you go to reconcile your account, uh, what does it say the last period was that it was reconciled? If it doesn't have a date, it's probably never been reconciled. And in QuickBooks Online, you can actually look at your overview and it will say the last time it was reconciled or it will say never reconciled. So again, just importing and posting and just saying like, oh, yes, it looks like my balance matches doesn't mean that it's actually reconciled. You still need to actually go through the reconcile. You say your ending balance, the date that that statement closed, and then you clear all of the transactions. So for anyone that's just starting out and they're they're in the infancy stage of their business, what bookkeeping tool do you recommend before they come over to you? Because they may not necessarily have the cash flow in order to mm -hmm. do business with you, but you could give them tools to get started until they're ready to make that leap to do a partnership with your business. Sure. That's one of the things that is a little bit difficult for especially brand new businesses is the cost of software. So there is one that I have recommended that's called Wave Accounting. So if you're starting out, um, that's a great option. Usually businesses are pretty simple when they're first starting out. They don't have a lot of complicated, like having to put inventory together or, you know, just class tracking or things like that. So Wave is a great opportunity to start. Um, you could also technically use Excel if you want to track your income and expenses in a spreadsheet. Not ideal, 
But again, if you're first starting out, it's a great way to at least put into columns, here's the expense for postage, here's the expense for office supplies, here's rent or insurance, any of those things, and then add them up You know, for the end of the year, you can at least have some numbers for the CPA. But if you want to start using some type of software so you can reconcile, like we talked about, uh, Wave is a great place to start. Um, you still can purchase desktop software for QuickBooks, um, although you have to upgrade now every year instead of every three years if you have some of the um, software connections, whether you're running credit cards or payroll or things. QuickBooks Online, like I said, it is getting a little bit more expensive. Um, there's also Zero, which is a competitor of QuickBooks, but again, it's an online monthly subscription cost, but those are a few of the options that are available. Thank you so much for sharing those options and nuggets. And Candy, for the audience who's interested in working with you or learning more about the work that you're doing, please share how they could get in contact with you. So your website, if you're on any social media and et cetera. Sure. Sure. Um, again, I do have a YouTube channel as well, where I post uh, not only my podcast, but those video blogs. So if you just search my name, Candy Messer, you can look at the different playlists that I have there. My website is A as an apple, B as in boy, the word and, and P as in paul.com. So A, B and P.com. I'm also on Facebook under affordable bookkeeping and payroll. Um, Twitter, you can find us at affordable BP. Uh, LinkedIn, Candy Messer. I also am posting a little bit now to Instagram, also affordable BP. So if you search either affordable bookkeeping and payroll or my name, I should pop up. And finally, your call to action for the audience, because audience, without having a call to action and giving you some homework to do, then we are not holding you accountable. So you're here to learn and you're here to grow. So Candy, what's your call to action? So I would say if someone is not sure if they qualify or if they do know they qualify for the employee retention tax credit, but want to do the filings on their own, I do have free videos that I've posted on my YouTube channel. They can, again, just go to my name, go to the videos and search ERTC, and I will tell you how to figure out qualified wages or how to actually file the returns. Um, if you're completely overwhelmed and you want to have a conversation, we can have a consultation or we can do all of the work for you as well. So you can reach out to us through email, which is contact at abnp.com or give us a call 310-534-5577. And thank you so much, Candy, for being here today and blessing the audience with so many gems and information that they can use to build and grow in their area of their business. Audience, once again, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and the host. Make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus audio platforms and this video will also be on our YouTube channel. And for those of you that are interested in becoming a paid brand sponsor, we're looking for you. You can find out more info by going to my website, which is genesisamariskemp.net or sending me an email to gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp, the name of the podcast, to find out more information. And until the next guest, next segment, peace. Mm -hmm. love and lots of blessings have yourself an amazing day and remember if candy can do it if i can do it you can do it too all you need to do is set yourself up for success ask questions gain information and knowledge from other people and apply what you have learned in order to set yourself up for success we believe in you and if you need more information reach out all of this 
information that Candy has shared will be in the show notes. So make sure you read, 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 and have a blessed and prosperous day. Thank you, Genesis. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.